Welcome to the Cover 2 Podcast. This is J-Mac with our boy Tim Kelly. Um, we've been away for a while. It's too been long. A, it's, been, it's been too long. We've had, had pressing issues going on, um, you know, that whole taking care of a child thing for me. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and t- Tim, Tim's all grown up. He, he's a lawyer now, passed the bar. So Yes, full-fledged. Yes, so that obviously we've had other things going on, but we're back and and we're going to start out with with a bang. Tim does not know what's about to happen right here. Um, my lovely wife is here to assist. So if you can bring over well, real first, what this is going to be is a sampling of some new menu items at a pair of fast food restaurants. You may <laughs> oh, have, okay, gosh. you may have seen these. <laughs> On uh, some some commercials. So uh, all right, all right. Let's 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 bring over. <laughs> this is how mature we've become. Okay, now I'm gonna oh, I'm, I'm gonna run through what we have here. <laughs> Before we get to this part, these little things are from Sonic. They are called mac and cheese bites. Okay. These I... are from Sonic. This is a cheddar pepper. Oh gosh, they're huge. <laughs> you don't have to eat the whole thing. <laughs> then. Over here, these sandwiches, you may have seen the commercials for the Saucy Chicks. Yeah. We have the Buffalo, the Marinara, and the Caribbean. Oh, these are going to go all... These are, they're going to they're be great together, <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. So, I, have to, I just now, have to um, have... Well, I think we'll, we'll both go in together. As you see, okay, the sandwiches good. are cut in half. Um, I cheated. I tried a pepper before. I'm not going to lie to you. They're not really that good. Okay. <laughs> That's, good for, <laughs> That's good warning. But uh, feel free to take a mac and cheese. Okay. We're going to go mac and bite. cheese bite here. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> There's definitely mac and cheese in the middle of a fried cocoon. <laughs> it's, I mean, literally, I'm staring at noodles. Yeah. There are pieces of macaroni in the middle of this fried. Yeah, I'm going to let that one sit for a little bit. Not a big fan. Um, wow. Though it is as advertised. Uh, it is I mac could, and cheese in a fried casing. I could finish that. Disgusting. Okay. Okay, so let's go with them. Um, let's go with the... Uh, what's this, what's this uh, saucy chick okay. right here? This is the... This is the marinara. I believe it's marinara. It has cheese on it. Mm-hmm. That's buffalo. Let's Let's... Let's go buffalo. Can we go buffalo? Sure. Okay, buffalo. This this sounds pretty normal. A buffalo chicken sandwich. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that that's buffalo right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready? All right. We're going in. Okay. Yeah. There's very. There's nothing wrong with that. No. It's uh, it's got cheese on it apparently. It does have cheese. I'll even have another bite, even though I'm pretty full already from dinner, but. <laughs> okay. Huh. All right, yeah. Now, I think we should go to the... the well, I think the Caribbean needs to be last, because that's definitely the most bizarre thing I've heard of in a long time. Okay, pepper bite? Um, pepper, what's sure. it called? Yeah, this is a cheddar pepper. Now, I just want to put a little commentary in here. I don't know if you've been to Sonic, but they really have a diverse selection <laughs> of food on their menu. And you can order breakfast 24... Well, I guess not over 24 hours, but you can order it nonstop. Wow, can you really? They used to have fruit to, fruit taquitos, but those are gone now. <laughs> it's it's so funny because you can see the green coming through the fry. But, <laughs> so it all just almost just looks like a big moldy chicken finger. Yes, I I mean this. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna take another bite of this. I had one earlier, but I was not terribly impressed by it. So uh, let's. It really does. Now I'm kind of grossing myself out because it's right, like a big let's moldy go chicken ahead finger. Here. Okay. Here. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, not a big fan of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. That. I wouldn't want to finish that. So, yeah. Not a big fan. Okay. Um. Moldy chicken finger. Isn't that what it looks like? Yes. That's yeah. Disgusting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's bad. I mean, like that leaves sort of like a chemical taste in your mouth. Yeah. I'm I'm almost going back for a bite of the, <laughs> the mac and cheese bite just to get the pepper taste out of my mouth. I mean, I don't think that's natural. I, I, th- I think I, I think they need to discontinue that batch right there. All right, let's go in for the the marinara here. The mac and cheese, I, you know. I, <laughs> do you think it's really? Is, is anything added by the fried part of it really? <laughs> well, because all I'm really tasting is mac and cheese. So what, what, why do I need to fry on top of it? Well, the thing that scares me is I don't know how they're able to get perfect little clumps of macaroni cheese. Very. Yeah. Very cylinder-like. Right. I guess. I guess it's the ease of the popability factor. Is I, I. I suppose. So. I mean, and who hasn't been, you know, driving <laughs> somewhere on a long vacation and said, "Gosh, but I could use this macaroni cheese." Okay. Right. So this looks pretty good. This is the marinara. I mean, this is just like a chicken parmesan, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, I could eat a couple of those. Yeah. That so far, crystals definitely. Ahead of the curve, or in the competition against Sonic here. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, this is not bad. Yeah, I could, I could, I could do a couple of those. That's not bad. Now this brings me to what I believe is the most puzzlesome food in our menu today: the Caribbean chick. And if, if you've seen the commercial, it's dunked in this pink-like sauce. Mm-hmm. So I'm really uh. I'm really a little concerned about this one. Do we know what the pink sauce is? Caribbean. It's Caribbean sauce. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's no cheese on it. Mine doesn't have cheese on it anyway. I, I don't think mine has cheese on it. There's a pickle on there. Okay. Mine had part of it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, it tastes. It smells like the Caribbean. It, it does. I really feel as if uh, like Jimmy Buffett's going to start playing any minute now. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Let's, let's go in here. I got, I got a bite where there's pickle and some sort of orange... <laughs> Yo, yeah, like I got that. an orange banana. Yeah. Alright. Mmm. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> no. That, all I did there was put tartar sauce on a chicken sandwich. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. <laughs> possibly, possibly rancid tartar sauce. Right, yeah. That's what it sort of <laughs> tastes like. Wow. Not a big fan of that one. Mm-mm. I think I think the winner, by far, is the marinara. Oh, the marinara. I think we're going to finish that right now. I am finishing mine. So I would, I would go on a limb and say, easily, in this competition, Crystal came out on top. Yeah, solid number one for the marinara. Buffalo mm-hmm. comes in at number two, I would say. No, I got I, the mac and cheese bites. Got to be three. Mac and cheese bites three. It's it's more. It's not so much the flavor. It's more of the, the fact that you're eating macaroni and cheese right. with your hand. That's true. Yeah. It's more of a mental thing you gotta you gotta work through. And then four, I guess I would go with the the rotten tartar sauce, well, chicken sandwich, and, and a solid at the at the end, bringing up the rear is a moldy chicken finger. So yeah, that's I mean really the, that chicken that that uh, that pepper thing is one of the worst things I think I've ever eaten in my mm-hmm. life. Because like the cheese like spurts out in the middle of it. Oh, it's just it's just not a good texture, not a good. Look, not a good smell, not a good taste. It's did you uh, so, so really did, the perfect storm of disgustingness? Yes, definitely. So Tim, did, did you enjoy this little segment? <laughs> I did. It was much. It was much <laughs> less uh, 
frightening than I thought it was going to be. Were you, were you, I mean, so how, like, what were you thinking I was going to have you eat here? Uh, I wasn't sure. I thought it was just going to be, like, uh, you know, a lot of something, you know. Can, can <laughs> well, you... I'm not. I'm not a fan of the uh, the bulk eating contest. So, <laughs> like, can you eat, uh, you know, a, two cups of pure granulated sugar or something like that? I mean, I, I don't think your name's changed Dave Aikens anytime recently. So, <laughs> right, that's true. I'm not going to put that kind of challenge out there for you. Or a, a mixture of different things, you know. Yes. Like, like, how about some um, sausage wrapped apple slices in you know cheese sauce? Yeah, that that that'd be kind of that'd be kind of bad. Um, much like at the 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 REM thing that I went to, and I put the the whole prosciutto date thing in my mouth, right, yeah. and it really sort of ruined what was a very pleasant dining experience to that point because dates and prosciuttos they say they go together, but I didn't enjoy that at all. Right. It was also a lot. There was a lot of volume of this food in my mouth, and yeah. that really kind yeah. of slowed me down. I think. Okay, so now that we're weighed down by. Yeah, would you would you order the mac and cheese bites if you were, if you were at Sonic for any reason whatsoever? Nah. Would you ever consider going to Sonic for breakfast? Sure, I have I have gone to Sonic for breakfast. <laughs> really? It was it was a sort of a, a last resort kind of thing because I'm still stinging from the last time, the first time I ever went to Sonic, and the the girl waited outside my car for a tip, and I was kind of blown away by that because <laughs> I didn't know they were expecting to be tipped. Or at a fast food at a fast food restaurant. And then, so we tipped her, and then we got back, and the entire, entire order was completely messed up. Yeah, that kind of hurts. So I, I was really mad at Sonic for a long time. Um, I, I didn't tip the guy tonight. But at the same time, I pulled, like, right up to the door. So I figured he had to walk, like, two feet. I, I'm not going to give him a dollar or two for that. I mean, I would have gone in. I, I'll get out of my car and just walk in an order, but they don't even give you the option. You know, uh, the wife and I have rented, or we've been there, and we got a... Um, a Frito Chili cheese wrap thing there. We're like, it's a tortilla shell with chili and cheese and then whole Fritos inside the burrito thing. Wow. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds sort of interesting. It, it really was bad. It, it Because the ground beef and the chili looked more like stringy roast beef than anything else. <laughs> I didn't really... I didn't particularly I think Sonic just really needs to rein it in and simplify yeah, the well, you know, as I said before, they they had the the fruit taquito for a while. I never tried that, but um, <laughs> put that away from me. Uh, the, clear up some debris here. The 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 fruit taquito was uh, I think they like, I think it was pretty much just a filled fried shell with like some sort of like fruit goo. I think um, <laughs> I I it wasn't it wasn't my my cup of tea so. Um, we don't. We we can do what well, what we can do possibly um, is I can you know we normally do I say normally we haven't done this in about a month before borderline impossible questions for Tim Kelly. Mm -hmm. um, this was pretty challenging I think for you. Yeah, and this I, was <laughs> it was a test of endurance and and willpower, bravery. I think I should have. Um, not told you what they were and just had you eat them and <laughs> find out on your own. Right. Now, I yeah, I don't know if I would have done it then. <laughs> so, uh, if you if you can think or any 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 listeners out there if, if you can think of some some new menu items at uh, different fast food places, um, feel free to let us know. Uh, we'll be glad to consider adding them to the repertoire for us to sample here. If you're a company that just wants to send us free food, we're not going to turn that down either. Uh, it is the holiday season, so. But uh, so we're. Uh, 
I guess we've been away for a while, and uh, a lot of things have happened since we have, since we've been away. Georgia has completely tanked on its season, mm-hmm. and then managed to find its way back, and now is in the in line for a BCS bowl. Yeah, incredible. So, uh, do you do you, do you think it's feasible? Yeah, I really do. I I think this this week really is the mm-hmm. the linchpin to the whole thing because I think. <clears throat> you know, if we lose this game, then I think morale kind of gets shot, and then you open yourself up to losing to Kentucky and Georgia Tech. But if you win, mm-hmm. this is the big, huge hurdle you have to get over, mm-hmm. and then it's just sort of a matter of taking care of business at home against Kentucky and then against a down Georgia Tech team. So, yeah, and if we win out, if we can win this week, and then hopefully we'll be favored in those last two games and we win those, even if we don't go to the SEC championship game. It's a good chance for the at-large. Probably going to the BCS. And all, you know, so in reality, it's probably even a better chance that we go to the BCS Bowl if we don't go to the SEC championship game. The, uh, the CBS Sports line had Georgia picked to be in the Sugar Bowls, the at-large, playing Hawaii, which, you know, I'm not sure what it is about us getting into the Sugar Bowl and playing really random these like minor conference teams eager to prove something. Yeah. So I that you, would, that you get no credit for if you beat them at all. You know, anyway, yeah, you're I, supposed I, to win. There's the, you don't get any any of the advantages of uh, I mean, being in the BCS. Granted, I don't want to play Wisconsin or Purdue again in a bowl game, but uh, it would be nice to go play. You know, like Oklahoma uh, or. Uh, yeah. And I think even if they don't make the BCS, there are good chances to play Penn State or Michigan in the mm-hmm. other the outback. Though I, I do believe that uh, that Michigan is going to beat Ohio State. So. Um, which I think also is I don't travesty is a strong word, but the fact that Ohio State is number one, particularly when they, I don't think they've really been that impressive, is uh, and and that they're somewhat of a I don't want to say a weaker team, but they lost so many folks from last year, and they were supposed to be so good last year. It it's just yeah. it's kind of mind blowing to me. I guess just by being the last one standing, that's why they're number one. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you how awful the big the Big Ten is. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, <clears throat> I was gonna say how awful that would be if what if what if the national championship game was Ohio State and Kansas, but at least Kansas was gonna they're gonna have to beat some teams to get there. They would have to beat Missouri and they would have to beat I guess Oklahoma, Oklahoma in, the big, in the big tri- big in the championship game. Yeah, Big Twelve championship game and and Oklahoma State this week. So. At least they would have to play some teams. Now, if all Ohio State has to do is beat Michigan. No, no team that they played all year long up to the, up to this point is ranked right now. They haven't played any ranked team. Is Wisconsin not ranked anymore? No. Really? Well, and you got to think, Washington was a big non-conference win for them, but Washington has really sort of fallen apart there. They're, they're out of conference schedule. Youngstown State, Akron, at Washington, Kent State. Yeah, that's not really challenging. That and you gotta, and tr- then you look at LSU, and LSU played Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Oregon. Oregon played uh, Michigan in the Big House and beat yeah. them. Um, you know, there's, you know, they're not they're not playing any any pathies. Even and even you look at even a, a Georgia. You look for BCS credentials, and Georgia's gonna play. I think, with the exception of a, uh, uh, was it Western Carolina. Mm. Those are three bowl teams. Troy's going to go to a bowl. Oklahoma um, State, yeah. Oklahoma State's going to go to a bowl. And then Tech, I mean, Tech will probably go to a bowl because yeah. of the, as many berths you get out of the ACC. And that was another thing I pointed out today. If Georgia, Georgia's playing a bowl team for the remainder of the season. They're playing Auburn, Kentucky, and Tech. They're all going to a bowl. If they get to the SEC championship, they're going to play a bowl team. Then they, they get to a bowl game, they're obviously playing a bowl team. So um, it's, it's a... Uh, 
I think it's a tough pro. I, I think if they can beat, they can beat Auburn. I would just, I would hate to beat Auburn and Kentucky and then have a letdown against Tech and have mm-hmm. that knock us out of the yeah. a BCS berth. But um, it's so now also here, you know, the seniors have asked for uh, a blackout. I've requested the entire stadium come and dressed in black. What are what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, this has been the topic of much discussion on the uh, Tent City uh, message board this week. Uh, mm. Well, it just started today because <clears throat> we really only started about yesterday. But, um, I, you know, generally I, I don't really like these sort of contrived things, especially mm. when it's not really your own. You, you're sort of copying it off of other people. Right. But, you know, all that being said, it's not the students who are asking to do it. It's not just some guy, some mm-hmm. jackass in Algebra 2000 is like, that's blackout. <laughs> It's like the seniors came to Rick specifically and asked him to do it. So you know they want it to happen. So uh, first of all, you know, you might as well just do it just for the players, just to know you support them because they ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then second of all, it, it, they're going to get pumped up. If, you, if they, if they won't run out of that tunnel and they see the entire stadium black and, because they did it, that's going to get them all jacked up. And that's only going to help. So now, why not do it? Now where do you come down on the, uh, the rumors of the black uniforms? Oh, see, I, it, I'm fine with that. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I don't want it to become as interchangeable. You know, Clemson used to wear those orange pants in all orange, and that meant something. I mean, same thing in Notre Dame, used to wear green, yeah. and it meant something. But now they right. trot those out, it seems like, every other weekend. So that's what I would hate if Georgia began doing that. But if Georgia wore black at this time, then didn't wear it for, like, ten years. Years, right. That would be something. And, and I kind of miss, you know, under, under Dooley, they used to wear red pants for the first away game. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 70s and 80s, which was always odd to me that they picked, because if you remember the clips of Herschel running over Bill Bates, he was in red pants. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was something Goff did away with, but they were, you know, I, I, I wondered, and I think it's impossible to do, what they would do if they came out in all black, if they had black pants, <laughs> black jerseys, and then had the inverted black helmet. <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool. That would, yeah. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Like, just like you said, I, you're not stamping on tradition or you know ruining everything mm-hmm. if you do it once every like you know five or ten years or something. You know, if if they understand that it's a one time deal and you can't, this is the one shot you're going to have for the right. next four years or something. You know, then that's fine. But yeah, if you if we just start busting them out, like I remember there was like four years in a row, it seemed like when we go down to Jacksonville, Florida would have a different uniform on. You know, it's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, now they're in purple pants and now they have that futuristic orange sleeve or whatever it was. So it was just it's like, terrible. now that's ridiculous, but you just do it once every once in a while. I don't see any harm in that. You know, I think it's fine. Do you recall under uh, like Donham's last year, we had the, the, we wore white pants for like a four game stretch. Yeah, like, and they were all white. And I think it was in honor of the... A training trainer or something, or that the equipment uh, guy or something. Yeah, I think the line coach. Okay, I somebody think of his name. The, the line coach passed away mid-season, and uh, <sighs> we were white pants in his honor, and... and we were, I, Don, see, that was, that's the kind of thing where, you know, Don just did so much that was just... We had, we had black, the black pants and which, black stripe and... You know, and, and you know, it, I think a lot's been made of uh, Carolina, um, and we'll talk about this, too. This is kind of leading into that. Carolina had their blackout against Florida, mm-hmm. um, I guess in 01 or 02. But uh, this leads me to think, and you and I exchanged emails on this today, about uh, John Caldefleiter's mm-hmm. um, trend toward hating Georgia football, it <laughs> yeah. seems like. It it does, I mean, his, his column, and, and again, Texas is, is a good friend. Um, you know, I, 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 I love the guy. But uh, it really seemed like today he just wrote a column just designed to insult 
the university yeah. just to insult this this notion that the seniors wanted to do something yeah um he's written several of these <laughs> over the past year or the past like two months or so just just completely like well you know it's it's not so like right in your face inflammatory you, you have to read sort of a little bit in between the lines and mm-hmm. sometimes it's just He's just digging at him over and over and over again. Like no, no matter what the game, it seems like you know we could win convincingly, and he, he'll point out the one thing that was wrong, or you know, it's just yeah. it's it's a. Uh, and then during the week, it'll it'll just be here's all the reasons you know that you shouldn't be excited. And I know columnists are supposed to do that to a certain extent, but I mean, throw us a bone here, man. Just <laughs> maybe something for we're starting three freshmen on the I mean, line, and we're seven and two, and number ten in the BCS. I, I was I was borderline. Shocked that after the Florida win, um, that the column was fairly, po- well, it was, it was fairly. Gosh, and I feel like we're piling on the guy. And again, I, I, I love him to, to death, but his the, the column was something to the effect of Georgia won because they finally did what I've told him to do for the past five years, which is run, run the, the ball, ball. Yeah. Which, you know, again, that, that's how when they've had success against Florida, if they don't try to outscore them through the air, they try to control the clock and run the ball. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I guess he's right in a sense, but it was very, it was very bizarre. I, I felt. But, like the man uh, he explained himself. Yes, we should have him on here. We should, we should try to track him down and get him, get him to come on. I do, I do love watching the. Carrie uh, has been TiVoing the Mark Richt press conference that comes on CSS on Tuesday at twelve thirty, uh-huh. and I love listening and hearing his voice. Out, you know, all it shows is Richt, and so you just hear the questions coming from like you know the the nether region out there. And, you just hear like, yeah, we got a got some runners going on. It's like immediately, <laughs> you know, it's it's Texas. I um, or then uh, Josh Kendall's incredibly thick Southern accent. It's, that's uh, the hard Blue Ridge for you. Yeah. Um, the uh, you know Texas has accompanied you when you were in college on a couple trips to Georgia, Florida. Yes, yes. Um, it's it's a whole different John from Texas. It is. So. Um, that is, yeah. He he's he's now all responsible and a sports editor, which you know I I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while. I need to need to give him a call. But uh, so now I think we should do. You know we're about twenty minutes into this thing, and I, I would like to talk about some potential national championship scenarios. But I do think we need to give a go for uh, for borderline impossible questions for Tim Kelly. Okay. Now they may not be four. Uh, they may not be borderline impossible, and they might be off the top of my head. In fact, there's no might be about it. I think I'm just going to start throwing some things out at you right now. Okay. So uh, let's let's go with, with the first question. Uh, as you know, um, my wife has four sisters. Uh-huh. Name two of them. <laughs> that obviously would be um, Beth. No. Damn. <laughs> uh, Candace. No. Hmm. But there are four. I'll let you keep guessing. Elizabeth. No, you're really running low now. And let's let's just fruit let's, taquito. Well, that's a nickname for okay. them. Uh, the correct answers in no particular order would be Susan. Susan is one. Got yes, one. I got one. That, and I didn't even get help on that. Um. Then Holly, Holly, Nancy, and Mary. Ah, okay. Right. Very, you know, very good. You know. I got Susan. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you, you, you get half a point. For okay. Because yeah, fruit tequila didn't count. Well, I mean, it, it's it was not Susan's nickname. I'll just leave it at that. Gotcha. Say no more. 
Um, now, um, okay, we we do enjoy the the game of you uh, having competitions against John Hart. So we're gonna put this out here. Out of the the crystal chicks we sampled mm-hmm. tonight, which one do you think John Hart would love? Which one do you think he would hate? And which one would you like to tie him down and force feed to? <laughs> John would love. I would. I would say John would love the. Mm, John. The, <laughs> I would say the buffalo. Okay. John would hate the Caribbean. Okay. And I would love to force feed any of them, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and and <clears throat> and by that I mean a large quantity of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let me hear. Here, we'll 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 grab grab this book. Um, Julie has joined us again. Was there a particular um, uh, food item we ate that you you were really interested to see us try, or is there something that we haven't had yet that you'd like for us to sample, like down the road maybe some some suggestions? Um, I don't know that that chili thing that you made me buy last week was. Oh, we we had talked about that. Yeah, that was pretty heinous. And the stringy ground beef. Do you think it like came out like of a tube or something? Like that? I, I don't know. It, it was it was pretty rough. I, I didn't. It, yeah. Sort of like that. The, one of my law school uh, peers once told me that Arby's roast beef comes comes in liquid form and they just boil it in bags <laughs> and then cut it open and it falls out. <laughs> and oh, I wow. believe her. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Iridescent. Yeah. The wife does not eat uh, roast beef because it's iridescent and she says it looks like a fly's wings. It does. Which has sort of really ruined my ability to enjoy an Arby's sandwich. Just Arby's or, just Arby's or Well, just roast beef. Or just thinly sliced roast beef. Look, if it's iridescent. Then you're out. I just cannot do it. Wow. All right, well, all right, we, we got, I think I have a couple, I have some scenarios here looking at this. Let's say Georgia, well, we'll do, we'll do two Georgia versus ranked teams. Georgia has played the number one team in the country three times. Mm. What is their record in those games? One and two. Indeed. <laughs> they uh, they lost to number one Pittsburgh in the Sugar Bowl in January 1st, 77. That was the year Ray Goff was the SEC Player of the Year. Lost 27 to 3. They beat uh, number one Florida on November 9th, 1985, 24 to 3. And then they lost to number one Florida uh, in 1996, 47 to 7. Uh-huh. It was a good time. Yeah. Um... They have they've beaten ranked opponents seventy seven times, which is not not bad. Pretty impressive to see that. Georgia has a. Uh, let's see who who was the very first game Georgia played against a ranked opponent, and what was the outcome of that game? <laughs> that was the uh, Carlisle Industrial School in eighteen ninety six. Georgia won three to one. Uh, you're you're close. Actually, Georgia tied number three Fordham uh-huh. in New York, New York, on November twenty first, nineteen thirty six. Wow! Yes. I guess they didn't rank teams all the way back then. Uh, Before nineteen thirty six. You know, we could just do this all day. Uh, I could. I uh, hear. Here's one for you. Can you name the four sitcoms on Monday night on CBS? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw. I know how I met your mother. Yes, is on there. Um, is there one with Christina Applegate? No, that's an ABC show, I believe. Oh. But I can't think of the name of it. That's all I know is how I met your mother. 
Yeah, and I, and I think I think everybody loves Raymond's finally off the air. Yeah. You know? uh, I, I, it is uh, how I know this. Just forgive me for just knowing it. Um, I believe it's the Big Bang Theory. Okay. Which stars the guy who was the brother, or the guy who was Darlene's boyfriend oh, in Roseanne. Right. And Darlene is in the show. Wow. And I believe they had a romantic fling one time. Full circle. It really is, yeah. uh, and it has the girl from um, uh, Ten Things You Should Know About Dating My Teenage Daughter in there. Okay. Then uh, um, the movie, the one with Charlie Sheen, uh, Two and a Half Men, Two and a Half Men, right. and then the last one, all I know is Putty is in it. Oh, and, really? And David Spade. Okay. Um, well, I'm not sure what it's called. Good lineup. It. I mean, CBS, but they come to play. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a CSI stuck in there at 10 o'clock. Right, yeah. Or maybe um, a mini five-minute CSI. Yeah. there's Because there are like seven of those now. There's right. one for each night of the week. Right. So, um, well, we, we've, discussed, we've discussed some things. I do want to look at the, uh, the national championship scene. Um, there is, uh, right now, Ohio State beats Michigan no matter what they end up in there. Who do you think has, you know, assuming all things equal... Who do you think deserves a chance of being there? You got Oklahoma, you got LSU, you got Oregon, you got Kansas, uh, West Virginia. If they if things fall the right way, I mean, right now if LSU wins out, I think LSU should absolutely be in there. Um, I guess if LSU lost somewhere along the way and Oregon won out, I would I guess say then Oregon because uh, I think the Pac-10 after the SEC is probably. I mean. I still think it's a it's a far leap down, but right. I would say there would go SEC, Pac-10, then I I don't know I, I think ACC, Big Twelve, well, I don't know ACC, Big Twelve, and Big East maybe are all come, like sort of bunched up there, and then I think the Big Ten's below. Well, I was going to say the the Big Ten and even the even the ACC. I mean, Boston College was sort of living living on the edge for a while. Um, I think they kind of got exposed. They, they really, you know, Matt Ryan's a very, very, very good quarterback, but they don't really have a good defense. And it's amazing he was a, he's been a Heisman candidate for so long because he's got no one else in that offense to, to work with. Um, so I, I think the ACC, with the exception of Virginia Tech, but, you know, when Virginia Tech played LSU, they were handily beaten. Right. So, um, I mean, I would agree. I think if LSU wins out, particularly if they go to the championship game and then they beat a Tennessee or a Georgia, uh, they should have the they should play for the national championship. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to run the gamut as they've run, and you look back at it, the loss to Kentucky, you got to think if it was Jacob Hester who had been hurt the play before on the fourth and one carry, you know, I haven't seen Jacob Hester be stopped all year when it comes to short yards situations. So you got to think maybe. Hester gets that first down. It's a whole different ball game in yeah. the overtime period. But um, yeah, I don't know if Les Miles is is brilliant or just <laughs> insanely stupid. I think he's insanely stupid and really lucky. Um, well, and you know, he'll be the head coach of Michigan next year. So, I mean, are they? I don't know. I mean, if Michigan keeps winning, they beat Ohio State, they turn the whole season around. Well, if they reach, if they win the Big Ten and they go to the Rose Bowl, and then they they win the Rose Bowl. Gonna be, it, it's kind of silly to fire a right. car, but I think I think there's sort of a rumor that there's an agreement that he would retire. And again, I'm not sure getting Les Miles is the end-all, be-all. I, I think Les Miles is 
he's a very macho coach, but I don't think he's, you know, there's a difference between being like a, you know, as much as I dislike him, Tuberville's a kind of that macho coach, but he's a good coach. He knows when to defer to his assistants, knows how to win. Um, I think Wiles is that macho bravado coach, but I don't really think he knows what he's doing. No, I don't think he does either. And he sort of looks like that on the sideline. <laughs> so, uh... That's why, you know, I, I think if we did happen to win out and Tennessee does lose to someone along the way, yeah, it seems like everyone's just automatically dismissing us from having any chance of beating LSU. But I think as long as Les Miles is over there... There's always a chance. Yeah. We, we've already beaten him once. I know. So, And I think, you know, it, it's not like LSU has just been barnstorming through everybody in, in the SEC. You know, they're, they're having trouble... And losing once and, you know, barely beating by other teams. Yeah. And I think if we got there, we could definitely have a chance of beating them. Especially because it's, you know, at the Georgia Dome, and even though LSU fans are obscenely loud. Yeah. It's still, that, yeah. it's still, we're going to beat, we're going to outnumber them. Well, that was, you know, the beginning of the 05 SEC championship game. We were there and the, we were loud when Georgia came out first and LSU came out after that. And we outnumbered them probably maybe... Three to two, I guess, you know. And they were considerably louder in the beginning of the game when their band came on the field. And I kept thinking, well, this is bad. This is going to look bad. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we scored 21 points pretty quick and kind of really shut them up. So that mm-hmm. was good. But uh, I guess, I suppose now it, it would be, be the appropriate time to uh, to look at some of the upcoming games for the year here. Um, or for the, for the week. And, you know, I... I you know, we'll be honest, we're not prepared at all for this. Well, the SEC is is a pretty thin schedule this week. Uh, uh, I can ask this question. Game day is going to, like, yeah. Williams College or something up there? Williams and Amherst. And how Georgia-Auburn is the only top 25 matchup right now uh, in, in the country. Now, I, w- I want to point this out. Now, you know, forget the karma that game day kind of ruins your mojo when they arrive in your hometown. Since since game day's been started, they've been to Athens once. Yeah. In the past three years, they've been to Columbia, South Carolina, three or four times. Yeah. Something doesn't seem right about that. I know. And they even said uh, there was a quote from the ESPN producer or whatever. They said, um, "Well, we decided to go to the Williams Amherst game because there just was no clear cut uh, big standout game this week." Except that there was number ten team playing like the number sixteen team. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and with big SEC implications, in the, which is the best conference in college football. So I don't know. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I just don't. I, we we get you know, the, game day goes to Division three school, and we get Colin Cowherd <laughs> broadcasting live from the Tate, the Tate Center, Center. <laughs> which I'm intrigued to go to. Like, I'm, I, I'm going. Are you gonna go? I mean, I, yeah. What time is it at? Is it ten to two? Ten to one? I think. I think I might. Just, well, is he like I'm not live? saying for all three hours, but I mean... Is he live in the plaza? Yeah, he's just going to sit out there. Uh, is he going to share the stage with the, the, the preachers to come by? Or yeah, what? probably. He'll probably heckle them. Well, this will be... Uh, this will be interesting. Yeah, so we'll definitely go. Really, because... And I listen to Colin Cowherd, but... There really are fewer people who are less educated about college football than Colin Cowherd. But he pretends like he knows it all. Well, I mean, he's... Uh, when. <laughs> He was. This really bothered me. He was talking a couple days ago about how defense does not win championships. Great quarterback play does. Now I'm not here to disagree that great quarterback play 
doesn't win championships. But if you look at last year, Florida had a solid quarterback in Chris Leak, an energetic backup part-time player in Tim Tebow. Ohio State had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and it was Florida's defense which was the most impressive thing in that game. Yeah. It was a, uh, you know, it was it was a shootout between Southern Cal and Texas a couple of years before that. But it was Texas making a couple key defensive stops against Southern Cal which kind of stood out. It was Ohio State's defense shutting down Miami in, in 01 or 02. I just have a hard time believing he really knows what he's talking about when <laughs> those kind of things are put forward. That and he said the Pac-10 was the toughest conference in the country this year. Yeah. The top three teams are really good in the Pac-10 this year, but and I'm not even convinced how good Arizona State is this year, but um, I... That's just ridiculous to even make the comparison. Yeah. Because Cal's been exposed. Right. I think Arizona Arizona State, to me, might lose another game on the, on the schedule. All right. Well, I got some games here for you. All right. What do we uh, – is, is Nebraska going to have someone score 80 points on them this year, well, this week? Playing Kansas State. Uh, so this is, you know, it's a winnable game, but they're, uh, they're a team that, I guess, has proved themselves incapable of winning. So – yeah, I'm, I'm picking against Nebraska for the remainder of the year. Yeah, they gave up on Callahan. and uh, I'm surprised he wasn't fired in the past week. I mean, he allowed 76 points to Kansas. Kansas. Just let Osborne come down and, uh, and take over. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I'll go with Kansas State, too. How about Kansas at Oklahoma State? Wow. Uh, oh, uh, I guess Kansas is Big at time, Oklahoma yeah. State. I'm Kansas. I mean, Oklahoma State's... Even though it's on the road, I'm, I'm taking Candace until they play Missouri. I'm saying this is where Gundy steps up his boys at home. <laughs> he's a man, and he's going to win. I think their spirits are broken after the heartbreaking loss to Texas last no, this week. This is when it turns around for them. I love that guy. Now, Virginia, who does Virginia have this week? Because they're, they're on, on a roll here. Yeah, Virginia's at Miami. But Miami struggled this year. I'd I take Virginia in that game, even on the road. And plus, they've won, you know, it's... They're winning every game by a point. I think they said the NCAA record for winning the most consecutive game is by one or two points. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take the U. That pride is a um, Virginia. I mean, I can't I can't back that horse. Are you gonna watch the game with a uh, Lamar Thomas like you normally do? Yes, I will. And he's gonna shout about you'll come in here and do that stuff. Yeah, we're gonna take our helmets off and beat each other over the head with them. Awesome. How about Georgia Tech at Duke? <laughs> well, I would, you know, Duke is a better team this year, but they're still Duke, and even if choice is not out there, uh, yeah, I'm still picking Tech. And I do, I do find it somewhat um, humorous that people really thought that Taylor Bennett was a good quarterback because he was thrown to Calvin Johnson in the bowl game. Yeah. But now that he doesn't have a running game to protect him, and he only has his James Johnson to throw to. I mean, he looked really bad against Virginia Tech. Yeah, they're a mess. <laughs> I loved, I loved the uh, just the massive momentum and the how excited they were after they beat that no- Notre Dame. <laughs> it's just it's kind of comical to look back now. Um, okay, how about Virginia Tech uh, home against Florida State? No, oh, Virginia Tech's going to kill Florida State. Florida State's back, baby. No, sir. At that, that after they beat Boston College. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. It's it's 
until Bowden retires, that program is just sort of coasting. I'm right telling now. you, Florida State. This this is their this is gonna be. Do they know who they're starting at quarterback? I'm yeah, Weatherford was on fire <laughs> last week, so Weatherford continues, and they're gonna beat Virginia Tech. I I, I I confuse Weatherford and Kyle Wright left and right because they're they're just interchangeable. Just below average quarterbacks playing for once proud teams. Okay, then we don't care about the Pac-10, so we'll go with the SEC now. Vanderbilt at home against Kentucky. Kentucky's banged up, but I just refuse to believe they're going to lose to, to to Vanderbilt. They've they've got too much talent. Yeah, me too. I think I think Kentucky's going to whatever sort of bounce back from this sort of stumbles they've had. Had an off week last week, so yeah. going to go at Vanderbilt. Going to write the ship, and they still I think conceivably could make it to the SEC championship game with about yeah. five million things happen. Well, the, the thing that's that's crazy is I still say Florida is in the best position now because Tennessee has to. Tennessee's got to play a hot Arkansas team. Georgia's got a tough two-game stretch against Auburn and Kentucky. Florida can win out against a struggling Carolina team, and then they play. That's it. They're done. They're, they're, they're done in the SEC. I mean, uh, it, and that's sort of infuriating because it would just really anger me if Florida snuck back into the, to the SEC championship game. So we'll start with that, and then we'll go with that then. How about Florida at home against South Carolina? Oh, I'm sorry. It's at South Carolina. Oh, gosh. Um... Is it at South Carolina? Yeah. According to Phil Steele, it's at South Carolina. I thought it was. At, I thought it was. I think in Florida. it's at South Carolina because two years ago it was in, in oh, there. Okay. I don't know, but I, South Carolina has looked so horrible the past three weeks. Well, they they played well the second half against Tennessee, but I mean they looked they looked bad against Arkansas. They looked terrible against Vanderbilt. They struggled against North Carolina, and they barely won that game. Um, yeah, I, I don't see them beating Florida. I, 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 just, I see Florida. Florida's mad after the loss to Georgia, so they're, I think they're just going to roll them. Yeah, I agree with that. Florida's going to win no matter what uh, the Sprayer magic holds for, for South Carolina. And South Carolina, after how all the lofty expectations after they beat us, very easily could finish 6-6. Six and six. You know what I find really Lose funny? Lose their bowl is, game, they're 6-7. and seven. Is, uh, I have a... I have a my my cousin goes or was a graduate of the grad school in South Carolina and married a South or is marrying a South Carolina fan, and he was talking to me about national championship hopes even after the loss uh, earlier in the season LSU because you know and you looked at it and they were playing well and Tennessee was struggling and Florida was going through its tough stretch and they'd already knocked us out of the way and gotten rid of the LSU game, and they'd beaten Kentucky and they looked good beating Kentucky and. Then just really, I mean, they they have a legitimate chance to go 500, which would would bring me an endless amount of joy. Yeah, but they, if that happens, they would have lost. If they, say they lose their bowl game, that means they finish their season losing six in a row. Like, at, at what point does Spurrier just say this is really not? Yeah, working? forget it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a pretty good team this year. This oh, he could just go play golf forever. I mean, what? I don't know why he's wasting his time there. I'm telling you, he's going to Lincoln. <laughs> oh my god! No, he's. Actually, Paul Johnson's going to go to Lincoln, bring the, the triple option back. I think it's going to be, uh, how about Bo Pelini? He has Nebraska ties. Does he? Yeah. I, I don't I, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's he's due for a head coaching job, him and, and Jimbo. So, heard, heard Will Muschamp might go to Tech. No, I heard that too. Which would sad me because I want him to come coach Georgia's defense eventually. All right, what about Tennessee and Arkansas? Well, I think Arkansas is going to roll them. Do you? I think DMAC is back. Roll them. Wow. I mean... He's gonna get he's gonna get two fifty by the first half. 
This is the, this is just one of those games where I think we're all going to get so worked up and really think it's going to happen, and it just never happens. And Tennessee just buckles down and just stuffs them. Eric Ainge is like twenty eight or twenty nine, yeah, like they did to us. It's just going to be the same kind of thing. They just it's one of those rip your heart out kind of games. But I think they but they, they go to they, Kentucky. The they beat season. Arkansas, yeah, and I think they, maybe they slip up one of those last two games in Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. I mean, going to Kentucky is going to be hard. Kentucky's played well at home, with the exception of the Mississippi State game. That's why we need Kentucky to keep winning. Except Kentucky, for Kentucky, right? Obviously. They got to win. They got to win. Obviously, yes, they got to win today, or, or I'm sorry, on Saturday. Get that momentum going. Okay. And, right, and then lose against us. So before we go to us, uh, let's just, let's get give me a random game from the the, the Sun Belt if you can. The Sun Belt, right? Uh, Since we're just really pulling games out of a hat here. I don't even know who's in the Sun Belt. Gotta look for the uh, Sun. Will Will Notre Dame win? And I don't even you don't, don't even tell me who they're playing. You think Notre Dame will, will win? They're off this week, aren't they? No, I think they're playing Air Force, aren't they? Oh yeah, Air Force are gonna win that game. I think Air Force is favored by two and a half. <laughs> I think that's the last I saw. I think it's Air Force. And now I'm still trying to find the Sun Belt. Is North Texas in the Sun Belt? Uh, give me Florida. Give me Arkansas State. This is is the Sun Belt. This has got to be the Sun Belt. Yeah, Troy. Okay. Let's see. Okay. How about uh, Florida Atlantic? All right. Who who do we have this week? Florida Atlantic at home against Arkansas State. It's going to be a tough one right there. Uh, I think the home field advantage is going to work out Florida Atlantic. I'll I'll take that. For the Owls. Yeah. Coached by Howard Schnellenberger. Really? Yeah. That guy. And, uh, Didn't he lead Miami to its first title like 30 years ago? Yeah. And he was like 60 then, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, an, old, he's an old dude. Looks a lot like Colonel Sanders, I always thought. Or how about Louisiana at Middle Tennessee? Louisiana? The University of Louisiana. Ooh, the uh, Raging Cajuns. Uh, I, 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 guess, I guess formerly Louisiana Lafayette. I don't know a whole lot about According them. According to Phil Steele, they're now University of Louisiana. I was gonna say I don't know a whole lot about them, but I I do know uh, that Middle Tennessee State is where D'Angelo Williams went. Is that isn't that right? Or did he go to Memphis? I don't know. So I'm taking Middle Tennessee State in that game. All right, those are those are good ones. All right, so now we got our game. Uh, so playing Auburn at home, they might be coming out in black. They might have uh, the you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutally honest about this. The stadium's going to be like 60% in black shirts. I don't think so. I mean, I just refuse to believe that there's got to be that guy sitting down in a weight cross who just who either hasn't heard it or he's going to say, I like my red lucky sweatshirt, I'm wearing that. But there's so, it's everywhere. It's in every paper, it's All on right, every I, newscast, it's in, it's everywhere. It's I mean, I hope, I hope. It's per- pervasive. Now, did you tell me, who or, or this might have been passed on from Matt Duvall to me, that a lot of this was prompted because some of the Auburn players were saying that they're unbeaten in their white uniforms this year. Really? I, I don't know who passed that on to me, but that this was sort of a response to Auburn bragging about their success in the white jersey. And I guess that was also meant to be a backhanded slap against the, uh, the fact that the visiting team has success in the uh, uh, stadium in the series. Yeah. But uh, so I, you know, I, I I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna be all over me. But I, I'm I'm taking Auburn in this game. Ooh, really? I, I just I I do it I do it. It's it's half reverse psychology that I want Georgia to win. But it's just that's I think they have the best defense we've played all year, and I think that's. I mean, I don't even think we've played a defense which comes close to being as talented as theirs, and that you know that includes South Carolina. We. 
it's against South Carolina. We should have scored. We should have had 37 points. We just made. We just dropped a lot of passes. It was more our mistakes than their mistakes in that game. I definitely think it is the best defense we've played all year. But at, yeah, and South Carolina is probably, I guess, or Tennessee would have been the would have been the second. But our offense is is a much different offense than it was, especially against South Carolina. Tennessee was just a matter. I think it was just one of those games where they just didn't show up. And just it snowballed after. I think oh, you know, yeah. Rick even said that after they just kind of got stomped in the early going, and then it just sort of built and built and built, mm-hmm. and they couldn't. They never could never come back. So I think I have enough confidence in our <laughs> offense, unlike you, that I think that we can. Um, you know, everyone keeps saying that oh they they how how much they stuffed Arkansas and you know the best rushing in the game, but you know, Arkansas didn't have. The passing game that we do, we're a completely balanced attack, and uh, even though I always say that I just would, we should probably just run the ball every single time, but that's you know that's the beauty of that's why I'm not a coach, and uh, that's why we're so good is that. <laughs> hey, don't don't sell yourself short here, Tim. No, I'm just saying I always I say would, we should run, 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 run. I would but, really, I would really enjoy to see you like because you would you strike me as a a, a sweater vest kind of guy. <laughs> I, I would, or I would, the look you have now, where there's like a pullover with a tie. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think you could pull that off. Okay. This I'd probably just wear something like this, yeah. or, or just shorts and a t-shirt, no matter what the weather was. <laughs> like and, tight, like high up old coach's shorts and the and big like, high and shirt. and like day old growth on your beard mm-hmm. and a, a, a slightly and, askew cap. Yeah, and a can of beer. Like a, and we'll mean like like a six pack where you're holding. Right. You know, like you have one out and you're holding the other five by the empty ring. Or I would I would loop the ring through my Ooh, belt. Ooh, even yeah. better. I like that. That's good. Um, but anyway, I think our offense is good enough to beat this defense. I I don't think it's the best defense in college football, and no. I think that morale is high. I think energy is high. And Did Auburn only lose two games last year, and one of them was the to Georgia. That's what Bill Steele says. Yeah. Who did they lose to? L was LSU? LSU beat them, or they beat LSU last year? I don't remember. Oh, it's right here. I'm they sorry. beat. Well, they beat Florida. They lost to Arkansas, twenty-seven to ten. Oh yeah, that's right. That was Arkansas's coming out party early in the season. And then they got killed by us. Beautiful. So. Uh, Who are they beating the bowl game? Nebraska. Oh, that's yeah, that's ugly. In the Cotton Bowl. Anyway, I. It, but if, even looking back over their schedule, I mean, it's not. There's no big standout, impressive games, really. You know they. Squeaked by Kansas State, lost to South Florida, lost to Mississippi State, blew out New Mexico State. They beat Florida on the road, which was that was a good one. Really beat Vanderbilt, that was good. Beat Arkansas, like nine to six. Lost to LSU, beat Mississippi seventeen to three. Destroyed Tennessee Tech, and mm-hmm. now it's us. So it's again, it's not like I, oh my gosh, this is a juggernaut. And there's no way we're going to beat them. Well, I I just. Yeah, again, it's half reverse psychology. It is half. Uh, I just, I, I get nervous about these kind of games. Though I will say, did, did I not tell you at the beginning of the year after the Tennessee game that Georgia's going to be Florida this year? No, you didn't say that. I have the I had the saved text messages to prove that. Yes, you did. You did. Um, which I I want to address that real real briefly. The the Florida game, since that arguably is one of the bigger wins we've had in in recent years. Um. The one of the things I was noticing on a, on a couple of the Florida boards um, that were not every day should be Saturday, which is a very very good board um, that kind of covers the whole gamut. 
but a couple of the more localized Florida ones, a couple of the comments from Florida fans about how, you know, be glad you got us this year because we're so young, and that kind of makes me scratch my head because Georgia had the sophomore quarterback and a freshman running back and three freshmen on the offensive yeah. line and a sophomore and then a bunch of freshmen and, and sophomores in the on defense, so... And the number two class in the country coming in next year. So I, I don't really understand how that argument works. No, it doesn't. I, I think we're younger, actually. I don't know. If, I don't know if you, if you if you just stacked up the entire roster as if we are younger. I know Florida is very young, but in all the key positions, I think we're just as as young. So uh, I think that's just that's just yeah. sour grapes. But you think the Stafford Tebow rivalry will become like the Brady Manning of the <laughs> SEC for the next two years? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just it's funny now after this year. We'll see what happens the rest of the year. But you know, I, whereas last year at the end of last year and all throughout the first half of this year, it it was sort of like Matt Stafford and the Georgia Bulldogs. And I think now it's definitely changed. I think it's no Sean Moreno and the mm-hmm. and the Georgia Bulldogs. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how the the star has mm-hmm. has been taken off Stafford, which I think has helped Stafford. Will help Stafford. Do you, do you think that? Because I, th- I think it should be. Do you think Marino will be a first-team All-SEC pick in running back with, no. with with McFadden? I can't think of a running back outside of McFadden. Who they could just give it to McFadden and Jones. Does Jones have a thousand yards too? Yes. But would you give it to Jones over Marino? Because you got to think Marino is going to finish with well, probably depend- 1,300 yards. That's it. I mean, it all depends on what happens in the last three games because you know Thomas Brown could come back and he starts taking. I mean, a third true, of all his carries, true. and now you know Moreno is now slipping back down to like 90 yards a game, and that really drops off. And now Felix Jones or uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis comes up, and you know he rips off some 200 yard games. But if he was running at the same level, yes, I would say yes, he would be first team All American or first team SEC All SEC. Maybe first team All American the way he was running. Do you think he'll? Uh, do you think he'll break Herschel's freshman year record? <laughs> if yeah. we make it to the SEC championship yes. game. All right, it's uh, because he's averaging. I mean, I think somebody said if he averaged 150 yards the remainder of the way, yeah. we get. I, I don't think he'll do that. I think he can average between 90 and 110 with Brown in there. But Rick did say that he was going to keep. He wasn't going to change too much. He was just going to maybe reduce the number of carries by four or five, and then just maybe run the ball more. I mean, if you have Brown, I'd like to see him use Brown more as a receiving threat out of the backfield and more more of a decoy. Um, but uh, I. Then again, I'm not a coach either, and we were doing just fine with both of them in the game anyway. So. Well, it's been about 55 minutes. My God, we've talked for that long. Yeah. We, we ate food. Um, we really, really winged it. Or wang it? Wang chunged it. Yeah, that, that works too. Um, I think for next week, um, we should have a discussion of what our, our theme song, our entry music should be. I, okay. We should make a list of maybe 10 songs and have the folks vote on it to, okay. to see what, what it could be. Wang Chung, a possibility. Yeah, always. That's a possibility in any choice in life. So, but uh, anyway, um, I just want to, you know, this, this is, this is J-Mac. And for our boy Tim Kelly, we thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you folks later.